Does everybody know what time it is? Auxiliary fuel pump off, flight controls free and correct, instrument and radios checked and set, altimeter set, uh, trim set, propeller exercised, uh, magnetos checked, parking brake off. We are ready to take off. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are cleared for grunt work. started out down a dirty road, started out Al alone, and the sun went down as I crossed the Jill, and the Tim lit up, and the world got still, son. <laughs> I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Coming down, this is the hardest thing, but that's nothing to worry about because you're listening to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that doubles as a flotation device in case of an emergency water landing. Uh, I'm your host, Truman, the $50 per bag luggage fee man caps, and oh, with man. me as always is my co-host Landon, the $50 billion taxpayer bailout of the airline industry man, Solano. Um, what do you think makes the airline more money? Uh, those $50 fees for every single transaction or every single passenger that has to fly over the course of a year or uh, the $50 million bailout? You know, I, I, it's, it's hard, it's hard to say. I feel like they probably made that. They probably made the airlines made more money off of gouging us on fees for ten years, <laughs> but then they diverted all of that money into the pockets of their executives. So on paper, they actually look like they're worse off. It's, it's difficult to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Truman. So it. Yeah. It's good to see you. It's good to it's good to it's good to close my eyes and picture myself seeing you <laughs> as well. And for those of you, for those of you archivists and historians listening to this podcast 50 years from now, yes, the quarantine is still on. Yes, Landon and I are still recording from home. No, we are not okay with it. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Uh, I've noticed that I'm I'm a little lost in my note taking at times. It's taking me longer. Yeah. I'm not picking up as much. I feel like yeah, because uh, there's just like a, almost like a silent. I don't want to listen. I don't want to get too you know. F- uh, foo-foo about this, but there's almost a synchronicity that happens silently when we're sitting on the couch watching the episode together where I'll be sitting there and maybe it's just like uh, quietly hearing what registers with you and what doesn't. But when I was yeah. watching the episode today, I was like, oh man, uh, I missed the last five seconds. I don't know that Truman covered that important point. <laughs> Should I go back? Should I not? Uh, I just, I feel a little lost. I'm not going to lie. I repeatedly had to pause to try and keep up with my notes because I I couldn't trust that I couldn't be I couldn't hear you typing everything yeah. up at, at significant scenes. Also, something about sitting alone in my darkened living room and just <laughs> alone watching a single episode of Home Improvement. Something about it feels wrong. Like in the same way that like that like there are times in my life where I have like there has been a spoon with some mayonnaise on it because I was making something else and I've been alone and I have licked the mayonnaise off the spoon because I love mayonnaise. But I also, I also wow. know that it's wrong. Like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it's like, it, it's kind of like watching home improvement with no one else. There is sort of like watching porn with other people there. <laughs> it's dirty and wrong and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> oh man. I think I mentioned last week. I, I can't bear to do it on the couch because the void uh, and not not the one on the TV show uh, 
of the you know opposite end of the couch is just it's more distracting and just kind of heartbreaking. So I've taken to uh, doing this at my desk. Uh, I have a desktop computer and a laptop, and yeah. um, would watch it on the desktop and take notes on my laptop. And I now that I'm doing it at my desk where I do my normal job, it, this does actually now feel like work. <laughs> <laughs> so the grunt work has finally kicked in. Now. It has. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I was th- I was I was thinking that your solution to that was just going to be to get one of your wrestling buddies and put like a wig on it and like put a Fraser T-shirt God. on it and set it set it next to you. I wish I still had some of those wrestling buddies. I don't know what happened to them, but they they don't now, exist now in my life anymore. That's too- we'll get your parents to to mail one of them out to you. I mean, at least for the rest of this thing. <laughs> no, we got I, uh... we got rid of all that shit when they sold their house a couple years ago. Oh no, Landon, I'm sorry to hear that. I know. Um, yeah, no, I, I woke up, I, you know, my girlfriend and I woke up this morning and she had like, she's doing a, a Skype call with some of her friends, uh, around the same time as I was going to be watching the episode. So I was going to be watching it alone, but then I had to specifically say, wait, honey, I'm so, before you call your friends, could you, um, put the DVD in and start it up for me so I don't <laughs> see the episode title? And, and I just want you to know that I'm really, we are both sacrificing for this dumb show. <laughs> that is, uh... A, really funny, and B, very sweet that she would uh, acquiesce to something so ridiculous. Yeah, God, you know, that's, uh, we, we got to make this thing work, like, uh, at least for the duration <laughs> of this. Because, like, if I don't have anyone to push play on the, and navigate through what the titles are, I'm, I'm <laughs> we're, we're dead. The Chalupa Challenge will die. Oh, my God. Um, well, speaking of the Chupala, ch- 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 the ch- Chupacabra Challenge. <laughs> the Chupacabra. Uh, yeah, try to, how many goats can you eat? <laughs> Um, should we get into this episode? Yeah, we should get into this episode. Let's right. get into it. All right. Um, let me give uh, you wait, a little... Just, yeah? Just one, one second while a massive military helicopter goes over my apartment, which Are is sure? picking up on the waveform. Are you sure it's not Mark and Wilson? Uh, it might be. Oh, my God. Folks, you're, this is like the brown note right now. <laughs> I, I can hear it. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Oh, uh oh. Oh, hey, that's the first time in history we've had to stop the podcast for Landon to take a shit. <laughs> Normally it's me. The other fifty-seven times it's been me. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes. Let's. Okay. Now the the helicopters have gone by. Definitely nothing to worry about there. Um. Yes. Let's get into the episode. Okay. Uh, I have a little synopsis for you if you'd like to hear it. I would. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear anything other than helicopters. <laughs> okay. Uh. Here we go. Tim and Jill are so happy that Marcus finally found a hobby in making model airplanes. But when oh. Tim takes his uh, takes Mark to an aeronautic museum, Mark gets the need, the need for speed, <laughs> and wants to take flying lessons. Uh, Jill is adamantly against this because she believes that small planes are death traps, a fear that she inherited from her mother while her father was out flying for the military. However, when uh, Wilson agrees to take Mark, Tim, and Jill flying to show her just how safe it is, she begins to acquiesce. Meanwhile, Jill attempts a hobby of her own, learning the piano. Learning the piano. Um, right. What the fuck was uh, that? That was, that was Tom Petty's learning to fly, except learning the piano. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, like the same thing I did. A great yeah. joke that will not be edited out. Um, <laughs> so, solid synopsis, though. Those are all things that happened in the episode. They are, yes. Uh, do you want to g- g- guess that title? 
Uh, yes, I do want to guess that title. I have five options, and um, hopefully I can win some chalupas if Taco Bell is still open. And again, I have a hint for you, uh, should this prove too difficult. Okay, that's that's good, because it just might. All right. Okay. Option number one, uh, this one is pretty obvious based on what I already uh, went with uh, for the intro, but learning to fly. Okay. Um, second one, flights of fancy. Ooh, I like that. Uh, thank you. Third, the piano teacher. <laughs> okay, uh, a little Michael Haneke's action. Yeah, there. Little, <laughs> slightly, slightly, yeah, a little. You know, it takes us into some dirtier directions that we weren't planning on. <laughs> Not quite um, so dark as that, but go ahead. Uh, the the fourth one is a is only a joke for people who um have played music or know how to read music. So um so I guess I'm sorry to everyone who wasn't in band. Uh, piano's not her forte. A certain number of total Dorcas Malorcases are laughing their asses off right now at that. I promise you. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm not a Dorcas Malorcas. Well, I mean, in your own way you are, but not in this, this specific way. <laughs> I'm not a musical Dorcas Malorcas. Yes, exactly, exactly. I got it. okay, all right, all right. And, and lastly, and definitely the best one, tickling the skyveries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, world, I'll eat you for breakfast, all right? How about that? Um... <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just really elegant and beautiful. It's a real Swiss watch of a title, oh. if I do say so myself. I give myself God. a million A pluses. That is, that has to be the retroactive. I think that might be one of your all-time best titles. It's pretty good, Landon. I will admit, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and you, you get, you listen to this. Everyone at home has listened to this. I will be the first to criticize if I think I have not done a good job with the title. That was a good one. That, <laughs> that one, I'm, was, I'm proud of. That was a good one. Uh, in fact, it, it really does put the actual title to shame. Um, <sighs> so I'm gonna give you a hint, uh, just to to be fair to our Chulipa Challenge listeners. Um, <laughs> this title is one of them that's just like, it's. A thing it's just what it is it, there's no cleverness to it it's just like on par with jill's birthday this episode is called flying lessons <laughs> uh good good guess it honestly is a good guess um uh, okay okay give it to me what, what is it actually actually called fear of flying and <sighs> was released on february 13th 1996 uh <sighs> little little upset because this should have been a uh, Valentine's episode. Exactly. Uh, but we didn't get that. Uh, also worth mentioning, uh, I meant to mention this in our preamble, that this week was supposed to be our April Fool's episode. Oh, shit, it was. But uh, I felt like the, the world right now needs consistency, not tricks being played on them. So uh, I am now reserving the right to have our April Fool's episode be at any time of our discretion uh, from here forward when the timing feels right. I I actually, because that, that is the real April Fool's joke, is it coming when you cannot predict it <laughs> exactly exactly so so that's what i'm telling a jittery and anxious nation is you can never fully trust in our <laughs> podcast to be what you think it's going to be there there can never be true comfort don't let your guard down ever oh this episode was directed by andy Kadiff and written by max eisenberg he Ooh. uh he's been mia since a frozen moment which was season three's christmas episode and God. these are the only two episodes that he's uh written for this show but uh he he's written Okay, look, I was doing some research. 
mm-hmm. and came okay. across. Uh, he, he's written for a number of TV shows, but one in particular stood out. Uh, a show that I didn't know existed. It was called The Cosby Mysteries. The Cosby Mysteries. Well, those mysteries got <laughs> solved many years later. <laughs> Uh, apparently it was an 18 episode show of Cosby solving mysteries. Uh, it was a fictional it what show it says on the tin. <laughs> it was a, a comedy crime mystery show. Um, and I'm just shocked that, uh, I had no idea that this TV show existed. <laughs> uh, so is it like unsolved mysteries where Bill Cosby is Richard Stack and like <laughs> with the bank vaults and the people and the robbers and the alibis or, or something different than that? Uh, no, I think it's exactly that. And if it isn't, then it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. And with that same quality of impression, uh, Bill Cosby mysteries. Wow. Yeah. The Cosby mysteries. The Cosby mysteries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there were Cosby kids. Why can't there be Cosby mysteries? I don't know. Personal reflections. How did you feel about this episode, sir? You know, Landon, how there's that Twitter joke about how within each of us there are two wolves and the two wolves are constantly battling each other for supremacy. (laughs) I think that Uh within this episode, there are three episodes that are constantly at war with each other. (laughs) Wow, okay. I know, it's like, he, they, I didn't know that that many wolves could fit into one 22-minute episode. But there's <laughs> there's an episode in here about Jill trying to make the time to pursue a musical hobby outside of her caregiving responsibilities at home. Yeah. And there's an episode about Mike, uh, Mike, Mark, wanting to fly a plane. Yeah. And there's an episode about Al trying to save his job after crashing Bud's truck <laughs> into the garage. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot to a lot to unpack here that none except for the flying story I, I feel really resolve themselves. Or none of them except for the flying story really sunglasses on take off. Um Jesus Christ. And you know I, what? Yeah. I bet I just I pictured you as Mark with the sunglasses on at the end of this episode in that uh you think you look cool, but really you just look like a 11-year-old putting sunglasses on who thinks he looks cool. Uh, y- yes, an 11-year-old <laughs> with extremely long and out-of-control hair that will not yes. be cut for the Is foreseeable that, future. Uh, I know we, we've made allusions to you relating to Mark. Uh, <laughs> during this quarantine and not being able to get a haircut, how close to Mark's hair is your hair right now? I mean, every, it, like this episode, I said alone to no one else in the living room, it me, when I first saw <laughs> Mark and Tim sitting at the table, because my my hair is just, it's just loose. And not even, well, I mean, I think Mark is, I, I think that the, like, what, 11-year-old boy on the show probably has bathed more recently than this 31-year-old boy in, in my apartment. Uh, yeah, no, his hair, his hair and my hair are getting pretty close. I'm I'm going full Mark. I will, and by the end of this, I'll be a goth. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I don't know, my, my reaction to this and the last, I don't know, five or six episodes, like, it feels like it's been a string of them now, is that they seem to be more centered on nothing than Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, this (laughs) is truly a show about nothing. Really, and I'm, like, uh, wondering if Seinfeld kind of has an influence on, uh, like, if we're feeling that influence to go, oh, you know what, these family sitcoms we don't need to knock ourselves out trying to figure out these intricate plots and a story, B story, continuing stories. It's just, how about, how about Mark wants to fly? Uh, how about <laughs> Jill tries to take a piano lesson <laughs> and see it's what like, just I, happens? 
they they were like, okay, well, let's see. We got the astronauts back, so that's five minutes. So we've got then seventeen <laughs> more minutes to fill up. Okay, how how many minutes can we squeeze out of Mark flying a plane around? How many minutes can we squeeze out of Jill sucking at the piano? You know, it's just yeah. it's just they're like they're they're trying to just fill fill it up, and then as soon as they hit twenty two, they're like, okay, I guess we can go home. <laughs> uh, also, want to say that I know last week I had mentioned that we hadn't seen uh, a Mark centric episode in a while, so I was kind of glad to see him uh, back in action, uh, Looney Tunes style. Yeah, yes. It, although even even for a Mark centric episode, Mark is kind of like Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs, and <laughs> that even though he drives a lot of the plot, he's not physically present for much of it. That's true. Yes, uh, which is a shame because I do think uh, he he's getting. I don't know. Uh, He's I mean, as you good can... as Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. I've said it myself. <laughs> you can see his backbone de- developing a little bit, and that he he has conflict within himself as well as the you know uh, the people around him. I think that there's yeah. more stories there that can be told through Mark's perspective than he's being given the opportunity to explore. And I want to see more of it. Yeah, I think that I think that uh, Randy has gone supernova, and the writers are <laughs> rightfully rightfully doing a lot to try and help Brad keep up. But uh, Mark is getting a little bit lost in the shuffle, even with his massive poofy hair. <laughs> uh, uh, it's true. And my last note here is that uh, it, it's a very simple one. I like Sassy Wilson. I like Sassy Wilson too. I, I also like I, I also like like weird leotard swimsuit Wilson but like kind of sexy Wilson you know uh, yeah I think that's all part of the the sassy package uh, you get the yeah. leader hose and you get the I guess the night what is it nineteen thirties swimsuit <laughs> yeah 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 an old timey uh, modesty bathing suit yeah the, the sassy package. I think I think the sassy package is the name of a bar by the airport that uh, that primarily <laughs> men go to. Um, my 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 other observation from this is just that um, I, I th- these episodes like episodes like this one really help help illustrate to me just how sensationally popular Home Improvement must have been. The fact that like that like in the 1960s when astronauts came back from space they gave them ticker tape parades in New York City and in the 90s when astronauts came back from space they gave them walk on rolls on Home Improvement or while they're in space and yeah. I yeah, have notes like, about a lot of that that I, I want to get to in due time, but I'm right there on board with you. <laughs> I, I will I will just say, you know, Frasier had cl- critical accolades up the wazoo. Never, an, ne- never any gags for that show shot in space. You know, <laughs> cheers. Yes, Cliff got to go on Jeopardy, and Norm hung out with then Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill, yeah. but never and was in on, space. Uh, one of them was on uh, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno at one point. Uh, yeah, well, Jay Leno did, uh, Jay Leno did a show from the Bull and Finch pub right after the finale aired. They went on Johnny Carson. Land oh, Carson. Oh, my 11. bad. Yes. My bad. Come on. Okay. Come on. Uh, an amazing episode, <laughs> though, because there's lots of, uh, there's lots of, uh, remote segment footage of, uh, Cliff and Norm running around Burbank. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. Oh, it's Cliff and Norm. It's like they're <laughs> in my neighborhood 30 years ago. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, this was a great episode of Cheers. Uh, wonderful show. I love it. It's just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into our main episode, but not before thanking it. some of our top tier Patreon supporters. And I oh, am yeah, speaking. Specific, what's that? Were you going to stop me? No, I was, I was thanking uh, them? Uh, no. 
No, I was just going to say, Landon, you should thank. You, why, who are you talking about? What are the names? Why don't you get? I was trying to like cue you, cue you into your bit, and I did a very good job of a seamless transition there. Go ahead. I, I appreciate that. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do it this way. Um, thank you to Kirsty. You, you don't have anything to add to that? Okay, great. Uh, uh, no, no, next... I, I didn't know. I, I didn't. Well, because I felt like I stepped on your line earlier. Yes, thank you to Kirsty who made it possible for me to not know what the title of this episode was. Uh, next up on the call sheet is thank you to John. Yeah, thank you, John. I don't uh, have a specific thing for you here. <laughs> thank you to Tara. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much. To Tom. And uh, yes. thank you to Chan. Chan. John, I, I was really trying to put a soft H in there uh, to, not, to of, not turn his name into Johan as we have yeah. been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good. You need you need to correct for my mistakes. <laughs> uh, so thank you to all of you who uh, really helped to make today's episode possible. Uh, and the episode goes like thus. We open uh, on full time on location. Yeah, yeah, which which I immediately think, ooh, they're they're at the Tool Time Project House. This means this episode is gonna center around these sets of things. Do they? No, <laughs> no, they do not. They just decided let's have a really expensive cold open where we leave the soundstage. <laughs> uh, Tim and Al are already on set uh, when Bud uh, Bud pulls up in uh, his new truck, and yes. my immediate note here was that truck is gonna get destroyed. <laughs> my my immediate note was that he uh, evidently sprung for the grunt creep lying on a towel on top of your truck package at the dealership. <laughs> oh, I you know what? Just to this very second, didn't realize I hadn't seen the grunt creep in this episode. Oh, I'm a little surprised, Landon. He's right there on top of the truck as it pulls oh. into frame. He, he like jumps that. up and he picks up his towel and jumps off the back of the truck. It was cute. <laughs> uh... One important thing to note, uh, Tim helped uh, Bud get a new gear shift for his truck. Yes, yes. Well, he didn't so much help get a, him get a new gear shift as he got a new gear shift. He did. Do you uh, think he got it from uh, Joe, the, the a-hole, who got him uh, the part for his hot rod, uh, the guy that was cheating on Karen back in season two? Yeah, I don't think... Uh, ooh. Mm. Do you think Tim is like DL, still friends with that guy? I, yeah, either friends with him or he's or or Joe Joe Morton the Meat Man who got him <laughs> the uh, other part. Like guys named Joe, skeevy dudes named Joe who don't treat their wives very well are uh, are are a big part of Tim's uh, supply chain. Actually, I'm just realizing now it's Dave. It's not Joe. I got oh, the Landon. I got the names confused. I'm gonna put a dollar in the jar. Landon, who are you and what have you done with my thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking uh, it over, but only for yeah, supporting I, cast. You still got I, I, guess I, I guess I left my stupidity at your apartment last time I was there <laughs> in the before times. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so you know, it's Bud is there and, and Al asks him what brings him to set. And he says, because I signed your paycheck. Just being pointlessly mean to Al for no and goddamn reason. Tim follows that up with nobody likes a suck up. And it's like, Tim, what are you saying? You weren't even going to say hello to Bud? What What's what's Al sucking up to? <laughs> He's just saying hi. Like I feel like if anything, Tim is sucking up to Bud by being extra mean yes. to Al because yes. he knows that, that Bud will like it. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, Bud's a real chud, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so t yeah, and Tim mentions in the process of this that he got, you know, that he got Bud a new a gear shift for his truck, which I think is a 
you know, it's it's a suck up thing. It's like a, to, to play oh, yeah. off that joke. Yeah. Oh, um, God, Tim, go fuck yourself with that. Uh, Heidi yes. comes out uh, of the front door uh, and says, but there's a call for you inside. And immediately I'm like, of a residential house that you don't own? What? what? <laughs> yeah. Why does Bud have a phone call at some stranger's house? Yeah, that's that's really weird. Like, unless he told his secretary to forward all his calls to this to this random house <laughs> they're going to. Also, Bud has a new truck, but no car phone in that truck. No beeper. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, the totally unrealistic moment on tool time. The whole show is shot now. <laughs> well, then um, the question comes, if he wasn't going inside for a phone call, are he and Heidi, uh, are they, are they a thing? Are they, is he like, hey, hey, bud, you got a, uh, phone call inside, uh, in the bedroom, if you <laughs> know what I mean. Why don't you come inside and check it out? Uh, my fingers are getting tired from air quotes. And, and, t- and Tim and uh, also respect to you for doing air quotes that even I won't see. Uh, yeah. And, and meanwhile, Tim and Al are outside going like, yeah, I don't know why Bud suggested that we do this project where we put in a rotating bed with a mirror over it in this house. I mean, also, he insisted that we have it all done before he even gets here and we didn't film any of it. I don't know. I guess he and Heidi are going to be on that call for a while, though. I don't know why he keeps asking me if I'm Randy. Doesn't he know my son is Randy? I am Tim. <laughs> Uh, I, I as I was as I was saying it, I was like, wait, there was a rotating bed in Austin Powers. Surely no one else will remember that and go down that direction. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but Bud goes inside, um, and uh, Al is saying, "Oh my God, you know, we, we should move the truck uh, so that it doesn't get damaged." And Tim suggests that Al move it for him. So Al hops in the cab, uh, decides to put it in reverse, but realizes that the new gear shift that Tim uh, has provided for Bud doesn't have any numbers on it. So Go. that doesn't seem road safe, does it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. As opposed to putting jet engines on a uh, on a lawnmower, <laughs> which is totally road safe. Uh, yeah. So um, so folks, you know what happens, and 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 in the meantime, Tim is up like trying to put white paint on top of the garage or something yeah. like that. He's up on a ladder. And so Al, uh, yeah, puts the he fucks up the gear shift and the car goes forward and it knocks over Tim's ladder. Tim falls into the bed of the truck and well, uh, white paint splatters all over the truck. He hits the uh, scaffolding that they have set up. Oh, like, yeah. Right on his back uh, and then into yeah. the, the back of the truck. And I have to imagine that even OK, if that wouldn't break somebody's back, it would at least like chip a vertebrae. Uh, he oh, would yeah. not be, <laughs> you know, pushing himself up and looking over the bed of the truck uh, seconds later. Um, and I uh, kind of wanted him to break his back. That's where I was hoping uh, the episode would go. You know what? I just I have to point out, like, this is just a one off bit in the cold open. But that stunt, like my hat goes off to that stunt man <laughs> because that's, that wasn't a dummy. That was a human being who took that fall. It looked like it hurt. And it must have cost like this 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 cold open I think probably cost more money than the next fifteen minutes of the episode <laughs> that came after it. All for a one off gag where Al fucks up Bud's truck. It's presuming that remarkable. That stunt pay was uh where it should be uh back in nineteen ninety six, but uh I can't vouch for that. Um, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, hazard pay went further back then. You know, you could get, uh, you know, you could get uh, health insurance for a nickel back in the day. <laughs> oh, is that right? Um, yeah. 
anyway, Alice gets out of the truck. He sees all the paint over it, and he's like, oh, God, can we clean this up before Bud sees it? And, of course, it's like the most telegraphed sitcom moment where it's like, okay, and cue Bud, and Bud Oh, my out. God. <laughs> my what truck. happened to my truck? Uh, we um, get a paint splash and roller transition to the theme song. What are you umming? I, I just, I, I did the thing that I always do where I think that the show is going to be cleverer than it is. And I thought, <laughs> wait, is this, is this whole episode going to be just them trying to distract Bud while they try and clean up the truck? I no. would have been way into that as a bottle episode. It's, no, it's not like a season 10 episode of Cheers where they, where they had the budget to do weird, crazy shit. It's just, no, it's, no, it's just a gag. It's just the, it's just an expensive cold open bit. Uh, yeah, that goes nowhere and has nothing to do with anything. And, um... It was honestly pretty pretty weak cold open in my personal opinion, but yep yep, I call it's it the a only time warm open. <laughs> it's the only time we get to see Al though, so that's the uh, saving grace of it. Yeah, we uh, go into the theme song. Uh, I have two notes. Oh, two notes, God, two, are there I know, two calendars I know. in the opening credits. I'm gonna <laughs> just you wait, sir. Just you I wait. I don't no. <laughs> uh, I want to revise my thoughts on the Viewomatic. The, the okay. TV that uh, Al and Tim are uh, inside of on Tool Time. Uh, yeah, it they does adjusted not, their screwdrivers. It looks less like the Simpsons TV and more like a TV out of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, okay. That um, that tracks. That fits. Um, cool. Sorry, all of, I think a circuit breaker at my apartment just got flipped because a bunch of things turned off and then back on. But we're still recording, so we're good. Um, okay, fantastic. It does have, no, it does have those big Rocco's Modern Life vibes to it, those kind of weird 50s retro things. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, <laughs> this is the sort of detail that you only get when you have two people watching um, the show, scrutinizing it week after week for years. Yes. Uh, there, so, you know, the video game portion of the theme song. Yes, of course, you could forget. When uh, there's a, a shot that shows the, I guess it's a whole a level, if you will. Uh, I don't yeah. know what the, your objectives are in the bathroom level, but, uh, you know, it's Ugh. there. Somebody programmed it. There's a shadow of the sink that, that projects itself onto the wall next to it. And the, uh, the way that the shadow exists is completely impossible. Like, the sink would have to be attached to a window to project the entire shadow of the sink on the wall. Uh, you know, Landon, I thought you were bringing this up because you wanted to, as a designer, praise mm -hmm. their usage of drop shadow, and you're not doing that. Instead, you're just <laughs> being a critic and a negativity spreader. Uh, it's true. Uh, you know, I got to be evenly keeled here. If, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give them credits on... Listen, I also criticized the drop shadow before because the drop shadow gets cut off, or at least it did back in season three, uh, where there's a, a line cutting off half the shadow on uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's name. Uh, that has to be called out. These are mistakes, sir. These are okay. physically impossible mistakes. Okay, and again, you hold this you hold this show to a high standard of realism, and I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> Let's get out of the theme I, song. Uh, yes. Unless you have any notes about it that uh, about the details that I would like to know. Uh, no, I, I don't really, uh, like, I feel like every time the opening credits start, it, to me it's just like, oh good, I can catch up on whatever notes I didn't take during the <laughs> cold open. I'm glad one of us does that. Uh, yes. We go to, from the theme song, to the dining room, where Mark is finishing a model plane, uh, with Tim. Yes, and, uh, uh, you know, um, I guess we already talked about the fact that Mark's hair is basically my hair, so we don't <laughs> need to say that. 
Um, but we do go just from the theme song to this and seeing Mark both with his hair super long and just, you know, he's basically 11 going on 40 at this point. It, it's 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 so jarring. Every single episode, I'm like, when are they going to change the theme song? The boys We're, have aged too much. We have to get a new theme song next season. I, there's no way they, I mean, at least swap out the, the boys' cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can, it, it can still be them in the video game sequence, like them at a distance, but like their faces coming up, they are yeah. way too, they are, it just doesn't match anymore. No, no. I mean, you can keep Jill fluttering her arms by putting, or I guess Tim's fluttering his arms, but uh, Jill's also flailing her arms to put the laundry away. I mean, that can all stay. Fluttering and flailing. The, 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 the boys, uh, yeah, they need to be updated. Anyway, um, Tim is also putting together a model, period. It's yeah. It's, I was gonna say a model plane, but it's not that. It's it's a model monstrosity. It's like a um, it's a Fran- it's like a muscle, a Franken car. I was gonna say it's Frankenstein's monster truck. <laughs> uh, it would have been a funnier joke if he called it that. It's uh, it's like a muscle car with airplane wings on it and big gigantic tires, and um, you know. Jill comes in and says, oh, Mark, your Spitfire looks great. And then Tim says, well, what do you think of mine? And Tim, and she goes, I think you should spit on it and set it on fire. <laughs> you know, I was like okay. a good Jill dunk. Uh, agree. And she has quite a few of them in this episode, uh, not even just on Tim, but uh, some of the boys as well. Um, yeah. It was at this point, and I, I, I want you uh, listeners to trust that I'm going through my notes chronologically, so... Uh, it seems like I may have put this in here retrospectively, but at this point when Jill walks in, it was the first time I think in the series that I noticed the piano in the background behind her. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, since the uh, uh, the episode where she got the piano back, um, re- remember when she went to go find her cousin down in Ohio? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an aquarium. So I haven't yeah. seen the, the piano on set since then, and this is the first time it like caught my eye in the background. Um and I'm like, oh man, that's a that's a that's a piano. That's uh, bringing some culture to this house. <laughs> there there <laughs> are model cars on top of it. Yes, and clearly, uh, clearly, everyone hates it uh, that it's brought <laughs> culture into the house. Everyone hates Get it. Get that culture away from me. I do kind of like. I, I, I'm a little uh, heartbroken. Not heartbroken. I'm just a little frustrated that we haven't gotten our like uh, all in the family theme song uh, for whatever the Taylor's version of that would be. Uh, oh, Jill those and- were the days. <laughs> Boy, I love my Benford tools. <laughs> While back in graduate school. <laughs> Man, you really married a fool. Home improvement. I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, Jill is... <laughs> <laughs> She's not impressed with Tim's airplane, um, but suggests that uh, Tim take Mark to the Aeronautical Museum. I'm sorry. I've just been sitting here in total silence trying to come up with anything that I could add on to your those were the days, uh, the, like all in the family opening theme. And it was just too masterful. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> um, yes. Jill suggests. Yeah. The, taking Mark to the Air Museum. Tim is behind the idea and he says better than suffering through one of your piano lessons. Um, and which that's a thing. And so until again, uh, chronological through the notes, I'm like, Jill, are you fucking kidding me? You're going back to school to become a psychologist. And now you're teaching piano lessons. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, did this ha- wait, did, is this an episode at a sequence? What happened here? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that doesn't turn out to be the case, but anyway. No, hardly. Um, so, yeah, so we, the, you know, there's some back and forth between Tim and Jill, Tim being yeah. an asshole about Jill playing piano, and then we cut to Jill getting piano lessons from a local old oh, woman. Yeah, we, well, I don't want to skip over a few uh, key details, or not even key okay. details, but things that really made me, uh, it just filled me with joy in this scene. For one, okay. Tell me about these calendars. No, it's not a calendar. None of these have oh, that's to do good. with calendars. Oh, I'm uh, so glad. When when Jill, uh, what is going on over there? What what is? Go- oh, I'm sorry. My the microphone on my phone is is brushing against my uh, the zipper on my sweatshirt and other oh. boring things no one cares about. I, well, as long as it's not being picked up on the actual recording, I don't care. Yeah. If it's in my ears. But um, <clears throat> so when Mark, uh, I'm sorry, when Jill. Uh, uh, applauds Mark's uh, model airplane. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm getting pretty good at this. I think I'm gonna go put this with my others." He <laughs> he picks up the airplane and he walks off set with the most whimsy I've ever seen a character exit a scene before, where he <gasps> kind of just like he skips up the stairs and then an 11 year old boy, <laughs> someone who's way <laughs> too old to do this, like has the plane in his hand and he's just like making it fly around. <laughs> As he's, as he's just kind of like floating away off screen, uh, yeah. it really, really tickled me uh, to watch Tara Noah Smith do that. Um, this is uh, the beginning, also the scene after Mark has left that uh, starts. Some the, listen, I don't, I don't want to go too much into Tim's bullshit here, but um, there. But that's all the show is. That's all the bullshit. show is, and it's when I think the writers make me think that I should be laughing at his bullshit that it annoys me. So a line yeah. like this where Jill says, I'm so glad he's found a hobby. And Tim says, no one could be happier than me. I've always said about my boys, if they can't learn to love cars, please God, let them learn to learn, uh, love something with an engine. Yeah. I flipped off the screen. <laughs> I wish you had been there to see me do it. So you'd know how much it upset me. Uh, yeah. It, it's just like, Tim is so, and it gets even worse to me during the uh, scene with the the um, astronauts. Uh, but we'll get there in due time. Where it's just so much, everything has to revolve around Tim and his interests, and him imparting himself on the world uh, around him. Yes, yes. Me. But he has uh, to, he has to affect his environment. You know, he he's not going to be his pro- a product of his environment. He wants his environment to be a product <laughs> of him. I guess since that vasectomy and we learned that it really was about just having the power to make kids. Now that he doesn't have that power, he needs to assert uh, his power in other ways on the world to uh, make sure that his legacy is uh, living on uh, in his interests to other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, anyway, yes. But... He, he has to pa- he has to pass on the ability to uh, have zero interest in culture or art or anything other than than big, noisy engines that spew out pollution. Truman, you had me at he had to pass on. Uh, <laughs> we cut to later. Jill is practicing the piano, and this is where we learn that she's not a teacher. She's a student. And yes. uh, she is butchering uh, Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, she is. Uh, and not only is she. Well, I don't even. This is like. I don't even know that she's really butchering it. She's just like learning to play the piano and is not great at it yet because that's the process of learning. And her teacher is behind her. Making these faces every time she plays a wrong note as though, like, Jill has insulted her family, whereas actually, like, (laughs) no, you're a teacher. Hearing the person play something wrong is part of it. You don't, like, make a face. You, like, study what they're doing wrong and then formulate a way to tell them how to improve it. (laughs) 
true. Uh, to the teacher's credit, though, she does ask, what happened to uh, focus, focus, focus? I thought you were going to be doing that over the last week. Uh, and it turns out that Jill is not so um, uh, dedicated to practicing as she pretends to be. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's fair. And Jill, Certain you know, expectations of your teacher, I think. I, fair, fair. Uh, you know, the teacher, at, you know, says you obviously haven't been practicing and Jill insists. No, no, no. I've been doing half an hour a day. And then and then Mark and then uh, Brad and Randy come down the stairs and just like a couple of big old fucking narc ass cops. <laughs> just throw her under the bus, man. Just what the fuck? Like this this woman controls your allowance. Why aren't you trying to butter her up? Like they're they're like, um, no, actually, she only played. She only practiced once last week, and she was on the phone the whole time talking about how annoying her teacher is. Seriously, I mean, that's like that's usually an infraction that Jill wouldn't stand for. I'm surprised that she takes it with such a, uh, you know, a lighthearted stance here. Yeah, seriously, a real just a real dick move for both of the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I, there's a line here that I had that was really funny. I can't remember the lead into it, though, but the. Um, <laughs> something about uh promising do you remember the the setup for that line oh the promise man. that you'll made anyway the teacher's uh, like oh, oh wait, no no that? oh yeah go ahead. She, no yeah they uh the that she you know the teacher asks why she wants to play piano she says growing up her family always told her that she had so much promise <laughs> and then the teacher says well it appears that promise has been broken <laughs> uh, and i just wanted to point that out because i love when character actors get zingers like that um, yeah seriously is there a corner for this character actor uh oh are you implying that we're supposed to be creating a corner for each character actor i've just been cramming all of the character actors into one corner oh okay well then then we can visit that corner later i mean that's th that's fine uh no no let's go into it now um let's let's step in you know uh it's still under quarantine so make sure that you wear your face mask wear your gloves don't touch anything if you do wash your hands when you get home um mm -hmm. Well, you should wash your hands when you get home anyway. Like that, a, <laughs> yeah, that's just fair. good. That's just good looking out right now, and it's also just good practice as always. You'll get sick yeah, less yeah. if you wash your hands more. But we will uh, we'll hand out some uh, some hand sanitizer to everybody as just a courtesy because we you know we care about your safety. Um, yeah, we're gonna get mobbed if people find out we have hand sanitizer. <laughs> don't fair. don't do that, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, this actress is Pat Crawford Brown, and she has one hundred and eighty credits. Holy shit. I love that it's usually the older character actors on this show who are mm -hmm. playing like seemingly niche roles who have like the most insane careers and the most credits. It's almost like they've had more time to be in more things. Okay, Landon. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm trying to have a beautiful moment of like recognition and you just have to be cynical all over it. Fucking fucking great, Landon. We need positivity now more than ever. Why couldn't you let me go on this journey of realization on my own instead of smacking me down oh, out of the air? Uh, speaking of realization, did you recognize her? N oh, no. Was she on Cheers? Well, she was on 180 things. Um, she, <laughs> Around the world in 180 things. I, You know, I'm not on my normal computer to be able to search very easily for Cheers and Frasier. She was in The Rocketeer, though, which I know you love. Oh, the Rocketeer. Who was she in the Rocketeer? Mrs. Pi, uh, P-Y-E. Mrs. Pi. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I guess I haven't seen the Rocketeer in a while. I'm trying to think of who Mrs. Yeah. Pi could be. Uh, I know her from uh, Sister Act and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, the best sequel title <laughs> ever. 
Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Are, we're big in my uh, adolescence. Uh, I also know her more recently uh, from my my horror love uh, from Demonic Toys. Um, Another she, great title, all time. She is equal in TV and movies, uh, starring in things like, well, she was on two episodes of the short-lived TV show The Brady's. Starring a uh, young JTT. No, no. <laughs> the Brady's. The Brady's. <laughs> uh, I also know her from Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the movie. Um, wow. And the the ill-fated Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Uh, oh, starring Bill Maher. Bill Maher, yep. Um, and another one from my childhood. I've been looking for this film forever, and I know it sucks but I just need to like recapture that little bit of uh, childhood I had from watching it. A gnome, uh, a norm. God Almighty, I can't say this. A gnome called Norm. Norm. Um, I thought. Well, I, I, I think that I had a gnome called Norm or a gnome named Norm mixed up with Norm of the North and assumed that it was a newer movie. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you mixing that up with Nanook of the North, <laughs> the silent no, documentary from the twenties? I'm not mixing it up with Nanook of the North, a movie which I have seen, thank you very much. I'm mixing it up with Norm of the North, the shitty second-rate computer-animated movie uh, about a polar bear who has to fight Ken Jeong to keep him from putting condos in the Arctic. They did a flop house about it. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, she was on Matlock. She was on, uh, let's get into some of the 90s stuff here. Uh, the Wonder Years, Dinosaurs. She was okay. on. Uh, okay, Those, that is some 90s stuff. Yeah, that is some 90s. She was in Reality Bites, the TV show, Mad About You. Uh, she was on Murphy Brown, Lois and Clark, which seems to be a, uh, that's another consistent thing this uh, season with all of our um, guest stars. Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she mm, was on Home mm-hmm. Improvement, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Ellen. Uh, she was on Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero. I mean, I've got everything I need. Okay. Oh, she also was on Soul Man. If we ever decide to do that, uh, that. Ooh. Show. Oh yeah. The the kind of weird pseudo spinoff of Home Improvement. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. So the big question for uh, our Chalupa. Well, I guess our Chalupa challenge is already off the table for this episode. But yeah, was she on ER? Yes. In 1996, immediately following Home Improvement, she was on an episode of ER playing a character called Mrs. Voti. You can't have 180 credits and be on like <laughs> be on like Murphy Brown and Wonder Years and all these other 90s shows and then not be on ER. Like you can't be working that regularly and that prolifically at that time and then not be on ER. It's just not fucking possible. <laughs> I've learned one thing from this podcast. It's that. Yeah, that would truly be an American crime story, which she was uh, not in because she died uh after that had shown or before that had shown. I don't know. She died uh, in 2019, well, but, but she stopped acting in 2012. Uh, well, you got me all excited for a second there, Landon. And that, that, uh, cause I was like, Ooh, who was she on American crime story? Was she an OJ juror? <laughs> she was playing John Travolta. Whoa. Well, then that explains why John Travolta's performance was so comically weird. <laughs> oh my God. Should we get out of this corner and get back to the episode? Yes. Let's get out. Okay. Uh, so Jill is learning to practice the piano. Uh, the, and let's talk so, about this character for a second. She she is a no nonsense uh, work from home piano teacher, or I guess uh, not not a work from home. She's a uh, on call. She goes to people's houses. Yeah. What do you call that? 
a piano teacher who makes house calls. I think. House calls. That's what I was looking for. But she, yeah, Jill is explaining, like, I'm sorry, I, I want to, you know, the, the teacher's insisting you need to commit and focus. And Jill is saying, I'm trying, but, you know, I have three boys. My husband is insane. I go to school. I have lots of homework. And the teacher says, can it? I've been teaching for 50 years and I've heard every excuse. I have too much homework. My dog ate my music. I had to go fight in World War II. <laughs> and Jill has an amazing response where she just goes, fighting for your country isn't a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, clearly the writers, uh, or the writer, uh, Max Eisenberg, uh, must have a, a love for World War II, because this is, uh, uh, one of three mentions of, uh, the war and military, uh, that come up in this episode. Yeah, well, I don't know, I mean, it, this doesn't seem like that militaristic of an episode, given that a couple episodes ago they were driving tanks around for no reason <laughs> fair, whatsoever. Fair, fair. Um, I, I this this just gave me PTSD. I had a trumpet teacher late in my uh, trumpet playing days. Like I I I'd, I'd had a regular teacher for years and years when I lived in in the town that I grew up in. But then when I was in college and my family had moved to Portland, I was taking lessons from this woman from one summer, and you know, and she, I don't know. She was saying I just explained something about how oh well. She was asking, I guess, if I was going to be uh, keeping up on private lessons, you know, during the year ahead back at school. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I've got a heavy class load and I'm taking all these other courses. Like, I'm not a music major. I'm in the journalism school. And she gave me that same speech about how, like, I don't I won't accept. No, no, you always have to. You know, I've just talking about how, oh, well, I had this and this and I had three children and I was a high school principal and I was still able to practice every day. You can, too. And <laughs> that was Christ. honestly. That was, A, the last time I ever took a lesson from that woman because I was so put off by it. And, B, yeah. I don't know that I've actually played uh, that much. Like, certainly, like, I, I still stuck with the bands in high school, but I didn't do any more private lessons after that because I think that that is so <laughs> – that, that that is such a fucking gatekeeping thing to, like, yeah. shame someone and say, like, well, I could do it. You can do it. It's like, well, you don't know my fucking life and you don't know my priorities. Maybe music was just a hobby that I enjoyed. <laughs> and I'm realizing now that this episode of Home Improvement has dug up some stuff that I am just <laughs> litigating on the podcast in a weird way. <laughs> How does it make you feel? Um, what, uh, gosh, how, how, how much more session have we got left, doctor? Um, it, no, I, you know, it, it, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I, my, this immediately turned me against the piano teacher and was like, why can't you show a little more respect for like Jill and Jill's process and Seriously. like the fact that maybe Jill wants to be a little bit better at piano. Maybe she doesn't want to yeah. be Liberace. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't have the time in the week to practice, uh, and focus, focus, focus the way that you want her to when she has to raise a family of four kids. Uh, and go to grad school. I see what and... you. I see what you did there. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I wrote that one out beforehand. Uh... Yeah, that's good. You, you get your notepad up there on the stool. Okay, what, what else have we got? What else have we got? Uh, Tim, he's a bad husband, right, folks? Um. And anyway, I don't. So yeah, yeah, I don't know what the uh, there's a line that Jill said or an exchange that they had that uh, prompted the the transition that we get, which is a hair dryer blowing, um, <laughs> blowing the the teacher away. Uh, we get these something about animated her. wavy lines in her hair, like her hair is blowing out of place. Something about her having crazy hair. I, I don't really know, and I don't care enough to try and think about what it okay, was. Okay, great. Then let's just go to later where Brad and Randy are uh, pained uh, <laughs> to hear Jill practicing, um, and Brad says, "You know what? Hey, I got an idea." Yes, and they and they go up to they go up to Jill and they tell her like, "Oh man, you sound so great. You don't want to be over practicing." <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a and, danger in overpracticing. Yep. And I also just I just want to point out like they're they're acting like like it's physically painful to listen to Jill trying to play this song. It she doesn't sound bad. Like she's screwing up, but like it's not like it, I don't know. It's not I like mean, listening to someone play violin poorly. Like that hurts your ears. It's just like a pia- her playing this piano song, and it's half an hour out of the day. You fucking babies. <laughs> maybe well, let your maybe let your mom have a hobby that yeah, us outside of taking care of you. You just turn turn my opinion on this because a I was gonna say if you're if you're cooped up uh, having to listen to that, yes, I would say that's annoying as shit and. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe I'm thinking of, maybe I have quarantine brain right now where it's like, if I am stuck inside the house and I can't leave and I had to listen to that, I would go insane. But you're right. It's 30 minutes. They could go step outside for, yeah, this is in the before times. Go, go find the before times, go find stinky, throw some uh, bricks at some glass houses, Uh, do something for half an hour and let, let Jill just have some peace and fucking quiet. Yeah, these these two boys, they, like they're they're like both trying to do their homework. When have the boys ever wanted to do their homework <laughs> on this show? Uh, good good point. Um, anyway, yes. Randy says there's danger in overpracticing, and Jill kind of turns around with her steely glare and says, "You know, there's even bigger danger in trying to pull one over on your mother." Yes, <laughs> realizing what uh, they're uh, um, trying to do, uh, they leave, and she continues to practice. But uh, did you know where they're going? Where are they going? They are going to JTT Junction. <gasps> toot toot, JTT Junction. So early in the episode. Let's go. I know, I know. Uh, basically because we don't get a lot of uh, uh, randiness in this episode. So um, uh, That's true in every sense of the word. <laughs> except for maybe Wilson, but we'll get there in due time. Uh, mm. Well, so, the audience getting randy is a different thing. <laughs> for... Those of you just tuning in, JTT Junction is where we are reading excerpts from the book <sighs> Totally JTT by Michael Land Johns, uh, the totally unauthorized biography of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, Truman, can Landon. you bring our listeners up to speed on what we covered last week? For, for multiple weeks in a row now, we've learned everything about Tim Allen in the Jonathan Taylor Thomas book. I'm not happy about it. You're not happy about it. I think some of our listeners are enjoying how unhappy about it we are, which is great for them. I guess it's important now more than ever to bring oh, people joy. But I'm I'm a little frustrated, and I'm kind of hoping that uh, this week we turn it all around and actually learn about the kid who we care about. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises, but uh, we might have a few surprises in store. Uh, we'll get there in due time. What do you say? I, I say huzzah. Let's do it. Huzzah, huzzah. Here we go. Uh so we're still talking about um, the casting of Hammer Time, soon to become Home Improvement. <clears throat> oh, boy. The role of Tim's smart, spunky wife, Jill, required an actress of varied skills. She'd have to wield the real power around the house, but be sensitive enough not to come off as bossy. Jill may rule the household, but always with a loving hand. She'd have to be mm. a competent woman, but one audiences could relate to. In other words... Not too perfect. Uh, and I'm going to pause there just to say because that the... Patricia Richardson is perfect. So like clearly they didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Fact checked, of course. Yeah. Uh, there have been a number of in- inconsistencies in this uh, book so far. Um, but I do want to mention that it gets a little um, problematic 
in what she goes on to explain here. So I've cut a lot of this out. Uh, so if you want Good. the too hot for TV uh, or too hot for podcast ears um, version, uh, you can go ahead and read all of what's on page 28 of this book. Uh, 50 Shades of JTT. <laughs> so let me continue on with what we got here. <clears throat> Okay, I'm, I'm, look, anything to cut out recapping the show that we've been making this podcast about for, <laughs> like, the the recap within our recap, it's just sickening. It's a lot, yes. Uh, so I'll go as fast as I can through this. Patricia Richardson fit the bill. Uh, her, herself, a mother of three, uh, God, okay, so again. I thought, I thought it was two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out and say that some of these, uh, uh, Sentence Too hot for TV. <laughs> Some of the sentence constructions here are very uh, tricky to get through, but uh, bear with me. Uh, herself a mother of three, including infant twins and wife to actor Richard Baker. Or, I'm sorry, Ray Baker. <clears throat> mm-hmm. She was already an expert at juggling career with carpools, diaper with dialogue and a loving marriage. If you think I tripped okay. over my words there, I did not. That's how it was written. Uh, Diaper with dialogue. Yep. Uh, And and there's no Oxford comma there either. So uh, I have to imagine diapers with with dialogue and a loving marriage is all one thing. Uh, Moving forward. An accomplished actress, Texan bred Pat, cut her dramatic teeth on stage work and TV commercials before getting regular work on TV series. On a TV series? On on multiple TV? No, just TV series. Okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, TV's series. (laughs) Perfect. That's how it should be. Uh, A veteran of three failed sitcoms. I guess one for each of her children. (laughs) Ooh. I I don't know what that even means. Uh, Yeah, I I was just kind of going along with it to support you there. I I don't really (laughs) get it either, folks. Right in if you got Landon's joke. Double Trouble, Eisenhower and Lutz. What do you think that that TV show is about? Eisenhower and Lutz. Uh, it's 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 an odd couple type show about uh, the, the the president from the fifties and the last honorable Republican, uh, and then his weird roommate Lutz. And it's like, uh, and like Eisenhower is always like, oh man, the only thing worse than the military industrial complex is you hanging up your dirty socks on the radiator like this, Lutz. What do you what do you oh think God. Eisenhower and Lutz is about? Uh, I can't do any better than that. I, I I fully support and put my money to greenlight your uh, your version of Eisenhower and Lutz. I hate, um, I like Ike. I like Ike too. Uh, and the last one was FM. Uh, she just about given up on TV altogether to concentrate on plays when Home Improvement Ooh. came along. Uh, it was completely <laughs> by chance that she got the role. In casting Patricia Richardson, there was an extra bonus. The warm familiarity and chemistry between herself and Tim was instantaneous and natural. The two uh, were pals from the get-go and remain so today. Again, this was written uh, in the 90s. Ah, there we go. (laughs) It was easier to be pals back then. Uh, That affection plays well on screen. The roles of the Taylor sons were delineated somewhat less clearly from those of the parents. That was partly because they were thought of as supporting roles, even less important than those of Handyman Al, played brilliantly by Richard Karn. So there's did you, a did you, forward and a backslap there. Did you insert brilliantly or did or is that actually? No, text? it's 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 a parenthetical played brilliantly God, by Richard Karn. God bless. God bless. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, wise but never fully seen neighbor Wilson, the Rye Earl Hinman. No, oh. uh, he is Rye, <laughs> uh, especially in this episode. Uh, 
At that stage in the show's development, no one even considered any of the boys would become a star. Uh, as comic foils for, Tim, <laughs> for Jill and especially Tim, uh, there were th- uh, three of them and fairly close in age. As the show uh, began, they were about six, eight, and ten years old. Mark, the youngest, was described as the one who idolizes uh, his know-it-all dad and wants to be just like him. I think that that holds true for how the show started out. Maybe not so much anymore, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, every every boy as they age is going to idolize their dad less. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Brad, the oldest, was supposed to be the sports crazy kid on the brink of being girl crazy. Uh, that played through. Well, um, we, have, we have blasted <laughs> to that brink. Yeah. Uh, Brad related to his dad with an interest in, if not an identical passion for cars and tinkering. Yeah. And then okay. there was the middle son. Randy, I'm sorry I'm boring you, Truman. Uh, no, oh, wait, you can hear. Oh, you can hear that? You can. <laughs> Uh, yep. I we woke up all... at the crack of 10 a.m. today, Landon, please. <laughs> uh, middle son Randy. When uh, Jonathan tried out for the role, the character was described as, quote, always in the middle of things. He's the family troublemaker. Randy shared well, Tim's. I don't, I don't know if I agree with the troublemaker part. That definitely fell on Brad those first couple seasons. We thought he was a serial killer for years, Landon. You can't <laughs> Only retroactively... Only because he's pulling the strings. He he knows how to get other people in trouble. He's not the troublemaker. He makes it seem like other people are the troublemaker. Fair, fair. Okay, continue, continue. All right, we're almost done here. Uh, Randy shared Tim's uh, smart Alex sensibilities, but not his mechanical sense. Uh, an artist, a magician, and a computer buff, he had not a wit of interest in building or repairing anything unless it was a scheme. A Randy. scheme. I love Randy. to build and repair schemes. Sometimes I go out in the garage and just tinker with schemes for hours. Oh, me and my schemes. Randy Taylor was a rascal and a smart one to boot. He earned A's on his report cards, while blustery brother Brad's cards said needs improvements. Oh, my God. That sentence has way too much to process. Um the two of them, however, put their heads together when it came to teasing Mark, like flushing uh, his tadpole down the toilet. That's not true. He flushed it down Whoa. his fucking throat, not a toilet. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or delivering Why are you the calling news. Mark's throat a toilet? <laughs> or delivering the news bulletin that, in fact, there was no Santa Claus. Uh, little did they know that the following year, Tim Allen would become Santa Claus and change our lives forever. I added that last part. Thus ends JTT Junction for this week. Why did you willingly add more Tim Allen to our JTT book, Landon? We didn't need that. Uh, you know, I'm just giving a little extra to our, our patrons who help pay for JTT Junction. I, I, and I guess thank you. Thank you, guys. And again, we're sorry for that. Like, like recapping the nature of home improvement inside our show about reca- it's not a hat on a hat. It's a hat inside a hat. Like that's it's a it's it's podception. It's like this is a mini podcast about home improvement inside our home improvement podcast. So you're saying there's there's Hattie that serves chips and salsa. But when you dig down through the salsa enough, uh, there is more salsa in the center of it. I'm sorry, there's more there's another hat in the center of it with more chips and salsa in it. Yes, I, I'm I'm saying that there it's it's like almost like a it's like Russian nesting hats full of salsa <laughs> and chips. Great. R- Russian uh, Russian nesting queso. Let's uh, step into the sanitation chamber uh, before we enter our uh, main episode of grunt work and and stay six six feet apart the entire time. Perfect. Okay, we are all desanitized, and uh, let's enter back well, into our episode. 
I would hope that we were actually sanitized. Like, no, de- I just if got it's a desanitized, dirty as shit. Oh, Landon, come on, you pig penned us. <laughs> I did. Um, we go back, and uh, where did we leave off in this episode? Uh, they leave. Uh, uh, Jill uh, continues to practice. Uh, Tim and Mark. And then, yes, Tim and Mark come in. As soon as they hear her playing, they both wrinkle their noses. Tim tries the same line that Brad and Randy used, and uh, Jill tells him, uh, "Nope, heard that one already." And then Tim says, <laughs> "Oh my god, okay, this how about this? Rough. It was really bad." He says, "How about this? If you keep playing, I'm gonna kill myself." Big laughs, big laughs. Fuck you, Jill, for for like wanting to do anything aside from care for us. And even when you even when you make us food, we'll shit on the food you make too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, yeah, that got dark. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, but they do. It's like it's like, no, oh right. God, no, not... mom's cooking. Oh, mom's playing the piano. Ugh. <laughs> Jill can't do anything right uh, except drive a tank. Anyway, yeah, they... okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're coming back from uh, going to the uh, aeronautical museum, and uh, just you know, by nonchalantly happenstance, Tim mentions, oh yeah, and uh, you know, they took uh, they took Mark up in a, one of those little planes. And Jill is not pleased by this. Yes, no, it's it's super super dangerous. Uh, she says that you know only you could uh, only you could turn a trip to a museum into a death trap. Uh, and, and I love the line she says, "One of those little planes that's like tool time with wings." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you know, Tim then, uh, or like Mark then says to Jill, yeah, and, you know, and, and dad says that if you say it's okay, I could even take flying lessons there. And Jill turns to Tim with the, oh, did he now kind of <laughs> I, reaction. And I thought that this was going to be, maybe I'm just conditioned from the first two or three seasons of the show where that would have been the the episode that the argument between Tim and Jill about parenting and overstepping bounds and putting one person out to be the bad cop to always have to say no to their kids like that would have been what the episode was in season two I feel like uh, Jill has Jill has long since learned that that fighting those battles is fruitless and she's just surrendered <laughs> on that front she knows she's always yeah. going to be the bad guy um. So anyway, Mark, uh, she tells Mark, you know, this is something that your dad and I have to discuss privately. Uh, and Mark just goes, OK, great. But just so you know, uh, I've never wanted anything more in my entire life. Goodbye. <laughs> and then he flies away. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't even really need the lessons. He's already got it. He's one of those lost boys. <laughs> uh, here we go. Anyway, uh, Mark. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jill, Jill is uh, chastising Tim here. Saying stuff like, uh, only you could turn a museum into a journey to death. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and Tim is explaining how safe it is. It's like, oh, no, I mean, flying a plane is actually a lot safer than driving. And Jill goes, yeah, the way you drive. <laughs> and he's saying, oh, well, the, and the planes are inspected every hundred hours of flight time. And Jill says, well, do they inspect the brains of the parents who signed them up for this? Which he's I like, also thought was a good one. And I kind of like Tim's reaction here, too, where he's like, well, uh. Uh, you know, I haven't quite got that far into the instruction booklet yet. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe they do. Uh, but he has this uh, book that was given to him from the flight school, and uh, he's like trying to sell her with uh, statistics—a word he can't say for some reason. I didn't know yeah, statistics yeah. was a difficult word like aluminum to say. Uh, well, for Tim, Tim can make any word difficult. Any like he can he can find the challenge in basic, uh, you know. In, in any basic task. 
really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, she's completely against this. She doesn't want Mark flying kamikaze missions over Detroit. Uh, Tim is saying, you know, you're making uh, we in the aviation business don't like to use these terms to make it sound too negative. Um, <laughs> and Jill is just like, what the fuck are you talking about, Tim? He's not going up in a plane. End of story. Yes. And then Mark comes back in and she tells him, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't do this. Maybe when you're older. And Mark says, oh, I know what happened. You know, well, like, and well, and Jill is trying to put it like, well, your father and I talked and we've decided that we don't think it's safe and, and we and you should wait until you're older. And and Mark says, oh, I know what happened. You know, mom said no. And you caved dad. And then he kind of stomps out. Yeah, and uh, they said, well, maybe when you're older, but uh, that it's basically the gist of that scene. We get a plain yes. transition to uh, tool time. where it's, Yep, a uh, totally plain, unremarkable transition. <laughs> Just beige. <laughs> where uh, it's uh, on tool time, it's interview corner, interview time. It's, what do you, I don't know, they don't have a segment name for this, but they are about to interview people using their new and improved tool time set. Yeah, they have the uh, they have the the uh, space shuttle Columbia crew come on, and then they have Heidi push the button to um, move the like instead of going to the interview interview set. Why don't we have the interview set come to us? And the yeah, the tool bench kind of moves out and opens up with all the stools and the desk and everything, and Tim can get his Johnny Carson on. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God uh, he wasn't part of the late night wars. Uh... He had his or own maybe, TV show. <laughs> but maybe he could have been part of the late night wars. And if he was a casualty of it, then, you know, maybe Conan <laughs> O'Brien would be the host of uh, would be the host of uh, uh, Home Improvement or God or David Letterman would be on Home Improvement. Weird. Oh, my God. That would be a <laughs> wild. That would be a really wild show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Space Shuttle Columbia. The crew comes out. Uh, and guess what? It's more than just dudes this time. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what's fucked up? When we said that the astronauts were going to be on the show, I bet you thought they were all men. There were actually <laughs> two women on this crew. Uh, and Ken Bowersox is back. He was on the Endeavor crew. Uh, apparently, he is also on the Columbia crew. I think that they chose him for that mission because they knew, they saw how well he did on the home improvement after the previous <laughs> mission, and they were like, well, look, we need someone who's going to represent NASA well on the inevitable home improvement appearance that will come afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. So Tim is in his little interview uh, box. All of the crew members have taken seats. And uh, if you can see uh, where Tim is interviewing, uh, framed just so perfectly behind no. him is the no. tool time calendar. No. And I... <laughs> I'm going to shoot you into space, Landon. <laughs> I thought that you would have taken interest this time because it's a brand new photo and it's like a it's like a glamour photo of Heidi it's a close up it's uh you know um it's a little who told you I like who, who do I like glamour photos? What, you think I, like, glamour photos are going to turn all this shit around? I can see glamour photos anywhere there doesn't need to be a calendar attached to it Landon. I have the internet yeah but you you've expressed uh uh a um what do you want to call it uh, uh an inkling for uh, for Heidi uh, you, yeah, you, you don't yeah. object to her, and this I, don't, is a I certainly very don't object. Alluring photo of Heidi on a calendar. Uh, it just seems like you would be more receptive to this than just a uh, general um, masquerade woman in the background of a of a set. No, is this not going to? Landon, I will only look at it if we Photoshop the calendar out of it. 
because the calendar makes like 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 Heidi is plenty alluring, but then a grid pattern with dates and the name of a month underneath it. Now you have conditioned me like in a clockwork orange so that that is completely repulsive to me. So I won't be able to enjoy Heidi because she's attached to a calendar. That's the good thing. It's about an anti fetish. Is that you don't have to look at the calendar after the month has passed. You just tear that page out and now you have a poster for your wall. Uh, yeah, but you've still got the calendar shit on it. No, 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 because it's on the back of the photo. So when you tear it out, you just have a photo, and the previous month's calendar is on the back of it, so you never have to look at it again. You could tape it to your okay, ceiling that... just like it's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> okay, you know, you, you've convinced me. You've, t- you've turned me around slightly, although I'm still going to be upset the next time we do a calendar corner. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so they get to interviewing uh, these these people. Yes. Don't they? And and that's kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, what do you want? Like, the, the astronauts are still a lot more charismatic than the Andretti brothers, but it's yep. like, uh, you know, they, Tim asks, you know, do your mothers worry about you when you fly in outer space? And uh, the commander says, oh, no, my mom only worries about me when I'm flying in small airplanes. Um, you know, uh, Tim. Through, yeah, one thing I kind of liked is uh, <laughs> as they're introducing everybody, Tim takes uh, Ken uh Bower socks. It's the only name I remembered except this other one because it comes into play. Not because I think that uh, the women aren't important to know. Um, <laughs> but when they get to uh, down to Al, he goes, and I want to introduce Al Sacco. Uh, and I love that Al took such pride in knowing somebody else named Al. I like I that is my that is my note on here. Al is very excited that one of the astronauts is named Al, which for <laughs> me, I could dine on that for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something I wish I had because I get very jealous when I meet somebody else named Landon. <laughs> and there's no astronauts named Landon. <laughs> uh, not yet, but my life ain't over yet. Um, OK, that's fair. That's a good point. It will end in space. <laughs> Tim gets uh, on his little um, Tim high horse here, and by that I mean everything has to revolve around him. So uh, his first – it's not even an interview question. He goes, Al, guess what I have in common with all these astronauts? Uh, You've you've all had a fire lit under your butt and got shot into space? (laughs) Uh, God, Tim in space is not something I want to see outside of Galaxy Quest. Anyway, Yeah, yeah, which I absolutely want to (laughs) see. Uh, no, we all have PhDs. Ugh. Ugh. Remember when Tim totally earned that PhD, uh, that puts him on par with all the astronauts? Who could forget? Who could forget? (laughs) Um. Uh, But Ken Bowersax doesn't have a PhD. He's the only one of the crew. And Tim's like, oh yeah, would you make fun of him for that? (laughs) Because, like, why not? You're astronauts. You don't have anything better to do than make fun of each other and, uh, you know, not support each other. Uh, when you're trapped in a flying tin can in uh, in space. Yeah, floating around my tin can, you know, Major Tom, etc. Uh, but yeah, but no, the women just go, no, he's the commander. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like that they're kind of putting Tim in his place. I just wish uh, it would land a little bit harder, but... Um, well, you don't want uh, listen. Ask any astronaut; they don't want to land very hard. They want it to be sure. as gentle as possible. <laughs> They're professionals, Landon. Um, and then, and then Tim mentions that. Oh well, yeah. And on this mission, I made you guys a special screwdriver, and I sent along some tool time tapes uh, with you. And and boy, the astronauts—they uh, they've actually got some footage that they want to show Tim. 
I don't know how I feel about using um, astronauts' time <laughs> to film sequences for home improvement. Uh, but but you you had no problem when we used uh, the Marines' time to film segments for home improvement. <laughs> so Landon is admitting I, he doesn't support the troops. <laughs> Landon, uh, just admit you you support the astronauts more than you support the troops. <laughs> Uh, I can't make a comment on that right now, but I, I, I hold true. No, I don't agree that it was fine for uh, the government to spend taxpayer dollars to <laughs> film a segment of Home Improvement. Unless do you think ABC is paying the government for these. I mean, are they are they helping to, mm. you know, sponsor something? I don't I don't think so. I think it's I think that just this season of Home Improvement, maybe the reason Tim Allen is, is a Republican is because of how like he saw how many millions of dollars the government just threw at, at home improvement episodes in season five. Like, hey, you want to drive tanks around? Sure, fuck it. Why not? Just put it on the put it on our tab. Oh, you want to you want to do a gag in space? Why the fuck not? Um, <laughs> well, what are some yeah. of these gags? You told you, you uh, well, were talking about the screwdriver. Yeah. So so oh yeah, there's a video of me using that screwdriver you made, and, and so it's one of the uh, lady astronauts whose names we didn't learn because we're sexists. Uh, trying to use the screwdriver on, in zero G on the shuttle and instead getting spun around and around and around in circles by it. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Big larfs. Wait, and so then, I, uh, here's a question I have for you. Do you think that that was a uh, tool that they already had on the spacecraft or did they expressly take that up there to uh, film that sequence? Knowing I, you know what, that I, it would be for this episode. Because you can't even clearly see what the tool is. I think that it's more just like they... There's probably some some function on the space shuttle where it's like, oh, if you use this thing but you're not secured, it will spin you around. And uh, so they were yeah, like, okay. hey, we have this gag for the show we can do. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Good, I'm I'm glad. It would have been. <laughs> I mean, like with it, it costs like what like forty thousand dollars a pound to send things into space, Holy like just in terms shit, of the amount yeah. of rocket fuel. So I would I would feel terrible if they put if like any prop for home improvement was sent up there. <laughs> uh. And then, uh, then the other one is, you know, oh yeah, and you, you know, we, you set those tool time episodes up, and they really helped us to unwind after a hard day of working in space. And they cut to a video of uh, Tim and Al with the outhouse on on uh, that tool time from a while back, and then we zoom out from it to find all of the astronauts with their eyes closed, asleep, floating around the uh, cabin right uh, right by it. Uh, tool time, if anything, is not something that would put me to sleep. I mean, it's I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to criticize the astronauts. Uh, it's not a boring they had a hard show. Space day. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, Lane, when you when you have watched the sunrise in space, when you, when when the movie when the movie Gravity is your day to day home improvement, uh, Tool Time <laughs> is a boring show. Fair. Yeah, I guess that's point. Uh, that's that's point that you made. Um, fuck. Uh, fuck articles of uh, conversation. What? Oh yeah. my god! I'm having a stroke. It's getting hot in here again. Um, Landon, come on, dude! I told you, you we didn't. You didn't have to do it in your bedroom. <laughs> I do, though. I do for now. Uh, we'll we'll see. But listen, we're getting into the summer months anyway, so it's going to be hot no matter where I am in my apartment. And I feel yeah. a, a little little betrayed. I feel a little uh, lost at sea, uh, having to experience the hotness by myself. <laughs> to be uh, perfectly honest. There is one fewer body generating heat in your apartment. You should be thanking me for that right now. Fair, fair. Uh, speaking of thanking, I want to thank uh, some people for their service. Uh, oh. Miss Catherine Thornton, uh, Miss Katie Coleman, 
Uh, yes. Frederick Leslie, Al Sacco, uh, and Ken Bowersox. I want to thank them all uh, for their service to the space agency. Uh, NASA. What do you call it? NASA. NASA. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really stuck the landing there. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm pleased to announce that that all of the astronauts who appeared on any episode of Home Improvement are all uh, get complimentary access to our Patreon. So and you, you, <laughs> there you go. You, if you if you have flown space missions for America, you are a you are an Al pal. Uh, contact us and we will we will get that all set up. <laughs> uh, do we? I mean, you're the one talking about not supporting the troops. Uh, I don't. I feel like that's an undue punishment for them. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Well, no, no, I'm not. No, the the troops the troops don't get get our free Patreon episodes. Only the just... I, I'm I'm not supporting the astronauts. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, so yeah. we're just on opposite ends of this thing. Um, yes. Okay, so uh, real funny stuff, and then what I don't uh, particularly enjoy, again, this I think goes back to just the time in which the show aired that we don't have, the at the time, the ability to binge watch things like we do nowadays, so to see them pull the same exact joke they did when they uh, unveiled the new Tool Time set where... That doesn't push- happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. Nope, that's happen. the end. Nope, that, that, that happens at the end of the episode. Aren't we... Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at my notes right now. It's a that's a credits gag, and you are you are giving it away, sir. You are giving away the farm. <laughs> Look, we'll we'll, we'll oh discuss we'll discuss it in due time. That's all okay. the more reason all right, for us fine. to just pick up pick you know speed it up a notch, etc. Yeah. Well, you're the editor. Can't you just lift what I just said and put it at the end of the episode? Yeah, that's really easy when we're each recording individual audio that we're trying to sync up. I, I'm I'm not even certain I can do that, let alone any of my other parts of my job. All right, um, fine. We get a mug uh, rocket transition. The mug on Tim's interview desk takes off and goes into space, presumably into orbit. Yes. Uh, we rocket get man. to the piano uh, back at the Taylor house. Jill is sitting down to uh, try to try to play, but oh no, something uh, seems a little different with this piano. Yeah, yeah, it's not making any sounds until she looks inside and finds that the boys have thrown all of their underwear inside, which is an interesting form of sabotage. (laughs) Uh, And kind of gross, as it turns out, that it's uh, not even clean. It's their dirty laundry. (laughs) (laughs) At least, at least wash it. I mean, after all the work they did to restore that piano for her a few episodes back, now they're just (laughs) throwing their skivvies in there. It's not okay. Oh, my God. Mark comes home. And he's still not talking to Jill. He just walks across the set uh, completely silent. Man, that uh, that was uh, cold. The temperature dropped a few degrees is where I was trying to go with that and stuck the landing yet again. Yeah. She's upset yeah. <laughs> that... Uh, I'm just going to let you let you be out there on the edge. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am floating in space like George Clooney. Um, she is uh, upset that... Uh, uh, what guy? What's his name? Mark <laughs> is <laughs> another dollar in the jar. So yeah. she is. Uh, she got him a model to try to win him over, and he's like, "Keep it. I don't care about planes anymore." Uh, <laughs> and she starts talking about, well, you know, maybe there's another hobby you can do. He's uh, like, "What? Like collecting stamps?" She's like, "Well, you know, when I was a kid, I collected butterflies." And he goes, "Well, you know, as a kid, I could care less." Peace, yeah, he- mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets on a skateboard and rides it up the stairs somehow. What? <laughs> um, yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> he I, like I, I'm wondering if like Randy coached him on how to diss his mom properly, because this is a lot of rude dude coming from Mark. 
I don't know, man. I, Randy has clever comebacks uh, that are always in the form of a joke. And even Brad, I don't feel, gets this lippy with people. Mark just has some real brooding... Uh, I mean, I just feel like he's going to have some brutal teenage years coming up here, and it's going to well, start we, being expressed in some weird ways. Uh, so, yeah, just, just foreshadowing the goth period. <laughs> uh, anyway, at, so when Mark leaves, uh, cue Jill to see some uh, naked flailing hands out back. Oh, yes. Where she well, walks technically, outside. all hands that aren't wearing gloves are naked. I mean, your hands are just <laughs> nude as fuck right now if you're not wearing gloves. But th- uh, that's, yeah, that's I am wearing gloves. There. But it's so well, hot that, here. That's, that's why the you're only so hot. I'm wearing. Oh well, that's that's a that's an interesting kink. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she goes out back where Wilson is doing like weird calisthenics in the snow, wearing uh, something uh, <laughs> uh, like I'm kind of a skimpy bathing suit. It's like what a skimpy you... male one-piece bathing suit. I it, this is the type of bathing suit. I we mentioned it earlier that it looks like it's from the 30s, but I kind of like I just picture like um early Olympics. Like I don't know if you've ever looked at like the 1930s Olympics where it's just like the All strong the men with their their chests out and their hands uh, their arms yeah. akimbo just kind of like looking out into the distance like he's yeah, about like, to go throw a shot put or something. It, like a, like a yeah, like an old old-timey circus bodybuilder, the kind of like weird <laughs> leotards that they would wear. Like picture like handlebar mustache and like definitely yep. smoking a cigarette right before he lifts or even as he just lifts. Like, holding up a barbell of 1000 pounds with one finger in the air. Yeah, and like and like a lady in petticoats like holding <laughs> her up in the other hand. And it's like at Venice Beach circa 1911. <laughs> um Yeah, so it's um so so she goes out and asks him what he's doing, and he explains that he's prepping for the polar bear club. Yeah, uh, and she goes, "Oh my god, you mean those maniacs who go out and swim uh, in the middle of winter?" And he goes, uh, "Yes, indeedy. In fact, I am the head maniac." Yeah, which I mean, nothing there surprises me. Of course, of course, he would do this. <laughs> um, and she and she suggests that this is probably a lot safer than uh, what Mark is trying to do, e.g., fly a plane around. And uh, Wilson has a different perspective on the matter. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we apparently need to get into this, uh, because we get a big bombshell, no pun intended, um, Wilson- It it turns out Roger Ailes is not a great guy. (laughs) Uh, Wilson was a fucking spy. Yes. Not only is he God, he was also a spy. He explains (laughs) that he, you know, he says, oh, well, you know. Yeah, like he ta- he first alludes to his experience flying planes, and Jill says, oh, "I didn't know you were a pilot." And he says, "Oh yes, I flew. Uh, I spent over a thousand hours flying spy missions during the Cold War." What better uh, spy could there possibly be than God? And yes, if than God, if, if God were trapped in a human body and knew too much, what better cover than to say that you were a spy and that you have a special skill set uh, for obtaining knowledge? And and what better person to be a spy than uh, someone who always has part of his face covered so you can't readily identify him? <laughs> he's just that good at camouflage. We don't know it, but he's actually in every single scene of Home Improvement. He's hiding in the Taylor home. He's on the tool time set as a socket wrench. You just can't tell because he's a master of disguise. He was in space with the astronaut crew as the screwdriver. Uh, as as the screwdriver. As yes. the screwdriver. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and 
Great. Okay. Definitely getting hotter. This is weird because like it's a it's a normal temperature at my apartment, and so I'm getting a sense for what it must be like listening to this podcast. Like, why are they getting weirder and dumber as it goes on during the summer months? <laughs> I feel okay. I have an unfair disadvantage here. Um, I pro- probably so. Probably so. so. I'm going to rely on you for the the consistency <laughs> of the story. Please. Uh, so what else happens here? Jill says, you were a spy. Who are, who are you spying for? And Wilson goes, I'm not at liberty to say. And then Jill goes on and elaborates about how her father flew in small planes all the time when he was in the military. And that always, her mom was always a basket case worrying about it. And, and Wilson, Wilson suggests. Yeah, he, he pipes up here and goes, well, you know, actually, uh, baboons, they, uh, they tend to pick up the fears of their parents, uh, whether they're justified or not. And, you know, I have to point out, Wilson, also people do that, so you didn't have to relate it back to baboons for no reason. You could have just said, you know, lots of people tend to take on the fears of their parents. Like, that's it's noted psychological stuff in humans as well as in baboons. You didn't have to compare your neighbor to a baboon to do this. Yes, but Wilson is a very kind and thoughtful person, so by saying as such, it could be construed that he's trying to tell Jill the very thing that she's in school to learn and didn't want to seem discourteous, so he tried to abstract it by going through uh, one of his aphorisms of knowing jungle animals and uh, try to paint it to her that way so that she can come to the conclusion on her own. Ah, yes. Just like a spy, he used subterfuge to uh, <laughs> to get to the uh, get to the end result he wanted. He subbed herfuge for sure. Uh, cool, cool, Landon. I'm just letting you know that that didn't make sense, even though I'm sure it made sense when you said it. <laughs> Wilson uh, says, hey, you know what? Uh, in order to help you get over your fear, because uh, Jill at this point is like, you know what? I certainly don't want to pass on my my fears to my kids. So uh, Wilson suggests, hey, you know what? Why don't I take you guys up and, um, you know, you can see just how safe it actually is. Uh, the only thing yeah. is there are a few countries that I can't fly over. Yeah. Ooh. Hopefully Canada isn't one of them. I think that'd be the only real problem given where they live. <laughs> or Borneo, because uh, – that's where he dropped off the corpse of his old uh, flying mate, apparently. Or or just the head, at least. The um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and from this, we cut to them in a plane with Mark wearing the weirdest sunglasses in the world. <laughs> they are 100% uh, David Caruso uh, pull-off shades from uh, NC, or, uh, CIS. What? CSI? What was the show? Yeah, it's, 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 it's CSI Miami, and I feel like... I feel like when they when they arrived at the airfield, Mark, you know, and, and Wilson explains, oh, yes, I used to be a spy and this is what we're going to be flying in. Mark pulls out his sunglasses and says, that's puts the sunglasses on just plain weird. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Wilson? We all want to know. Um, so, yeah, Baba is, uh, O'Reilly. Sorry, Mark. that is who he is. Mark is uh, at the helm with Wilson. They're both flying the plane while Tim and Jill are in the back. And uh, Wilson says, you know what? Mark actually has a natural aptitude for this. Also, I should just point out that Wilson's uh, a Wilson is wearing a hilarious leather flight cap and B his (laughs) face. Most of his face is blocked by a very large microphone coming off of his uh, flight cap, which I liked. Um, Uh, Jill says that, you know what? This isn't actually as scary as I thought. And Tim asks her, well, if that's true, can you uh, remove the nails, your nails from my leg? Uh, yeah, but she does seem to to have come around to this a little bit. 
And then, and then Tim uh, is fucking around with the flight controls, and he pushes a button that no- momentarily kills the engine, and it's a yeah, scary he moment. Yeah, he sees the Silver Dome, and he butts his way up front to <laughs> basically stop the plane mid-flight, because uh, he yeah. mixed, the, mixed the chemicals that make the plane fly. Is that how planes work? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was wondering. Like, wait, are you mi- you're actually, like, mixing the fuel while in flight? Like, you're just, like, a you're making cocktails up there for the plane? That's odd to me. So <laughs> pilots like are a... basically bartenders for machines. <laughs> I, I pictured it like a Flintstones car where Tim hit a button and it just it conked a, a, a guy that's inside the engine, some sort of alchemist inside the engine. It just knocked him unconscious. And when Wilson It's a re- living! <laughs> when... Wilson reflipped the switch it, it, instead of conking him, just uh, uh, smelling salts in front of him to revive him. <laughs> he got back to work. Um, Again, it's a living. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wilson refixes things and he says, uh, okay, now we just got to bring it in for a landing. Yep. And, uh, and, but yeah, so this, this like recovering from this minor disaster seems to have shown Jill that no, it's going to be okay. Everyone can, everyone can handle it. And uh, Mark uh, can, in fact, take lessons so long as uh, Tim does not <laughs> go along with him. Yes, which I imagine Tim is going to protest about down the line because of how much Tim loves flying. Indeed. Uh, and then uh, and then we're back home where Jill still is not a great piano player. And yes. her uh, and her her teacher demands to know why she didn't practice this week. Yeah, and, what, and she goes, God, this line I just wanted to write down. She goes, uh, what happened to focus, focus, focus? And she goes, it went out the window, window, window. And for uh, those listeners that are uh, Mystery Science Theater fans. <laughs> um, like me. Like you. And like I know a few of, uh, few of our listeners are. This really yeah. reminded me of, it, it's kind of gave me a little PTSD from uh, the Christmas that almost wasn't, because I just couldn't, I just automatically just went to think of something, think of something, think of something, think of something. <laughs> that episode really fucked with your head. You you bring up that one a lot. <laughs> uh, honestly, it does. It, it unnerves me in weird, weird ways. Um, it's, a, it's a creepy, sticky, weird movie. It is. I just, I, oh my God, I could go on for an entire episode just about that Uh that episode of Mystery Science Theater, but uh, what what? How does this scene end? I don't have any more notes for that. Uh, well, it, the the teacher, you know, J- Jill gives her excuse of like, oh well, you know, I I was I had to go on flying lessons to my son and my neighbor who used to be a spy was teaching him how and all, all this whatever. And the teacher just says, if you weren't going to practice, then you might have at least spent the time coming up with a better excuse. <laughs> end of the episode. And, well, no, we get the credits bit, which is the thing you tried to blow the lid off of earlier. Yeah, which okay, was... so I wrote them as outtakes, but apparently it's just like an extended scene or a goofer that wasn't meant to be in the episode. A goofer that wasn't meant to be. <laughs> the goofer that almost wasn't. Uh, oh, God. Tim is still on the interview set with uh, the the Columbia crew, and uh, you know what? I tried to kill it earlier, so I feel like uh, you you should take the reins on this. I lost well... my privilege. Thank you. Thank you. Well, about time a white guy loses his privilege. Um, so, yeah, we get to the credits bit where uh, Tim is still talking with the astronauts in interview corner. 
And he says, uh, I, I, he just basically prompts him with something like, well, as astronauts, you need to be good at getting out of tight situations, so try getting out of this. And then he pushes the button to retract the interview area, and everyone has to jump up and run off of it. Uh, but the Commander Socks man uh, is too Ken slow. Bowersox. Ken Bowersox is too slow, so he has to duck and get trapped inside the thing as it goes back into the wall, which is... The exact same joke that happened when they first introduced this thing. I yeah, quote, I, I, I want, I want to borrow a, a quote from Al Gore, uh, specifically oh on boy. his second, second Thirty Rock appearance. Recycle okay. everything, Liz, even jokes. <laughs> that's all. That's all I have. Cool. I, I feel like that's as good as any note to go out on. Um, it, yeah, episode. just like. Yep, it's like, I guess they were like, well, we don't really know how to end this, and we still have a set that does this thing, and I guess people loved it the first time. Uh, do they love it the second time? Is there diminishing returns here? Well, I, I felt the returns diminish. I don't know about you. <laughs> Very much so, yes. Um, and that's our episode. How about that? How about that? Uh, do, you, do you know of anyone that helps us uh, make these episodes? You know... Landon, I do. I was actually just thinking about that, and I was about to bring it up on my own, so I'm glad that you prompted me, because I really am good about uh, uh, knowing these things. I do want to I do want to thank some of the people who make it possible for us to make shows like this, or even, okay. uh, even our more better and more, more coherent episodes like this. I want to thank our Patreons, TJ. Uh-huh. I want to thank Cheyenne. Yes. Uh, I want to thank Farah. I also want to thank her for uh, for uh, counting how many times I yell out the name of Tim's brother. It didn't happen this week, no. and I'm not going to juice the count <laughs> by 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 yelling it out because yeah. I feel like it's important to have some episodes with zero. You know? Um, uh, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I want to thank Manbach. Uh, I want to thank Amber. Uh, I want to thank Spencer. Mm. I want to thank. Mason, and certainly I also want to thank Michael, because... Michael, yeah. Yes, M Michael! Uh, <laughs> because every every last one of you is uh, so important to um, making this happen. I think I basically said that earlier, but I want to say it again because I mean it, and the fact is it would be a lot harder for Landon and I to do this shit if we didn't know that there are people out there who genuinely enjoyed listening to us do it to the point that they're actually willing to open up their wallets and put money down to hear us do more of it. So thank you so much to all of you. You are brilliant. You are the wind beneath our wings. Yes. Uh, and in fact, it's a flight um, joke. It's I like it. And it's a Bette Midler joke. Um, yes. Uh, how about that? How about that? Uh, okay, so you also haven't asked me, but I'll just tell you. The grunt count for this episode Zero. was... Correct! Ding, 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 chalupas. Hooray! Well, no, not no chalupas, because we didn't get the ER game. Oh, we did get the ER, but we didn't get the title. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Bummer. No, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's just how it works. I gotta, you gotta, I mean, it's, if, if it was easy to do the Chalupa Challenge, everyone would always be eating chalupas, and all of our fans <laughs> would be, would have very, very high sodium content. Here's the thing, though. I feel like uh, the the way that the game is constructed is uh, backwards. It gets a little lackluster because the grunt count is the easiest thing because I can count along with the episode. I don't always get it right, but, uh, you know, I don't feel like there's a lot of suspense in that. And ER, are, were they on ER game, is yes or no. Uh, you have a 50-50 shot of that. The real mm -hmm. challenge is the guess that title, and we start with that. What do we do about this? And, and not only do we start with that, but the least competent 
person on the podcast is the one who has to deal with that too so it's really i don't know have you listened to the last half hour of this episode oh i regret to inform you i have (laughs) and you're gonna have to yet again when you edit it uh let's go Uh, into um our outro so that we can end this episode yeah yeah i love that our outro has an intro every week you feel like this is necessary <laughs> grunt work is made possible by people like you because this was supposed to come directly after thanking our patrons uh, if you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create even better content be- consider becoming an official Gruntheads sponsor over at our patreon that's right for as little as one dollar per month you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly grunt work nights episodes And if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can also get access to a number of other fun benefits, all of which are on pause uh, at least until May 1st. So if you wanted to become a Patreon supporter but didn't want to actually pay us, now's the time because you can still get access to everything without actually being charged for it. So, right. yeah. What right right now right now it's not Patreon, it's Freetreon. So <laughs> join join our Freetreon while you still can. <laughs> you can do all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Uh but if you don't want to go through that hullabaloo, all that nonsense, uh if you don't want to get knee deep in the hullabaloo, that that was what I was going for. That's a starship uh, uh reference. Okay, uh, great. Uh, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these things. It's the fastest, easiest way to support us, and it goes a long way. Long, long way. I'm talking miles. Uh, to, to get Light years. Of, light years. Uh, I don't know if it goes that far. It doesn't send it, us it, out it, to space. We're not it, getting it takes aliens you to, to infinity. Uh, okay. Well, you don't know. You don't know what the aliens are listening to, Landon. We're beaming Fair. this shit out there. At least not right now. It takes, what, like 40 years for it to beam out there? So, you know, we'll be, <laughs> at the end of our lives, we'll be famous for this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> on another planet. <laughs> on another planet. Stop by. Yeah. Oh, that's why That's why we get visited. People are coming <laughs> here specifically to meet Truman and Landon. Um, People are coming here to blow up the planet because they're so <laughs> grievously offended by a culture that would allow for the creation of garbage like this. <laughs> e- either lying. that or it's just a straight up Galaxy Quest situation where we have to go save some other planet because they think we're, we're you know, because they think Character Actor Corner is a real place. Oh my god. Stop by to say hi to us or goodbye to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod. Uh, and you can find information on today's show on our website. Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Get that grunt count hint, as well as exclusive trivia and some other fun stuff like uh, tweet time. We've started doing tweet time, uh, which we were doing in our episodes. It is now part of our weekly newsletter. So uh, get those prompts on Twitter and you might be able to be featured on uh, one of our upcoming newsletters. Um, Yeah, do it. Do it, just like Nike. Uh, Until next week, when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement, I have been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, in space, everyone can hear you grunt if you're having them videotape it for a gag on the TV series Home Improvement. See you next week, folks.